Hey listener, this is Venice, and you're listening to Voice from the Underground, hosted by TJ Johnson with Big Haas and Dutch. If this is your first time listening, here's a little insight. At Voice from the Underground, we talk about important things, such as social issues, politics, and religion. We also talk about fun things like movies, comics, video games, sports talk, even funny news and cigar reviews. If you like what you hear, leave us a rating and share our show with your friends. We are proud members of the Tangent Bound Network and the famous original podcast network. Welcome to the underground. Welcome back, listener, to yet another edition of Voice from the Underground, the podcast. This is your favorite person in the world, Jason Dutch, and I am here with Big Haas. Big Haas, what is happening, my man? Man, living a dream, man, living a dream. How's everybody out there? Everybody is great, Haas. We're all feeling wonderful. Thank you for asking. So glad to hear it. So glad to hear it. So <laughs> all righty well welcome back to voice from the underground we are one more week without our host tj uh, and in the meantime if you're if it's your first time listening to the show voice from the underground as venice told you on the intro credits we are a gnarly spirited super dope and often mind-numbing juxtaposition of politics and pop culture coming straight from the underground to your earballs Yes, I'm going to say that every show. So if you don't like it, screw you. Our content here is very listener-driven. We love feedback, but also we talk about what we want because it's our damn show. It is our damn show. Do we? You know, Haas getting ready for the humidor, lighting the cigar, that sort of thing. But thanks for coming on down to the underground and making it your show, too. So please subscribe and rate us on whatever platform it is that you're using. iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher. Joe's Shit Shack, whatever it is, thank you for sharing us on it. Thank you for subscribing on it, and please do leave us a rating, whether it's five stars or four or three or one or negative six. That's up to you. We love them all. So we did have a little bit of a reschedule in the show here. So today we were supposed to be having uh, Bishop Charles Talbert on to talk about black conservatism, but he had to reschedule on us on Friday uh, he let me know that he was not going to be able to make it on the show today. So we are actually rebooking that show for February 3rd. We're going to record that show. Uh, so we're looking forward to having him back on. We appreciate his his flexibility. We understand shit comes up sometimes. So that show's been rebooked. So this show, it's going to be Haas and I and uh, to talk about this week. And this has been a crazy fucking week. But before we get to this crazy fucking week, we're going to start out every show like we always start out every show with the best segment of any podcast ever. Here it is. Welcome to the humidor with Big Haas. Find out what Haas is puffing and drinking today. If you try his suggestion and you die, that is natural selection and the VFU podcast is not responsible for you being weak effing sauce. Now, the one. The only Big Haas. I'm not on drugs. Haas is fucking humidor. Haas, 
What are you drinking today? What are you smoking today? What shenanigans do you have going on for the listener? Man, I, I went big today. And when I, I oh, mean, snap. I went it's big very today. bigly. I am smoking a CAO Cigars Flathead. Okay, CAO? Yes. CAO okay. Cigars Flathead 770 Big Block. Wow. That's this, a mouthful. It is. It, it, it really, and, and when I describe it, you're going to be like, yeah, I was right. Because it is a super Gordo cigar. Uh, in, in, in honor of Gordy. Right. <laughs> it is a 7-inch by 70 ring gauge full-bodied cigar. Wow. It is not infused at all, but it has, it literally tastes like a barbecue. Not barbecue? barbecue not barbecue sauce, but the hickory, you know, the hickory smoke. Oh, nice. Yes. The wrapper has that hickory smoke taste and smell to it. Very, hmm. very, very good. Great pairing with the, uh, I have the peach carbonated water, uh, clear American with the- uh, It's a go-to for you. That is with the Jack Honey. I don't, this cigar tastes so good. I don't even, I don't even have food today. I just got the drink and the cigar and it's full body. So I've eaten because full body cigars, you want to have something on your stomach. You don't want to smoke these on an empty stomach. You will get sick. You will get dizzy. Okay? Even veterans like yourself. And what is the maker of this cigar again? CAO. CAO. Now, is that like a local brand or is that a national brand? That is a national, international brand. Oh, wow. It's a a Puro, so it's all Nicaraguan tobacco. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's what Puro means. That means the binder, the filler, the wrapper, all from the same country. So it seems like you do a lot of Nicaraguan. It, it, how does the Nicaragua, 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 Nicaraguan, uh, keep them out, build the wall, we don't want them in. Uh, how does the Nicaraguan cigar compare to, you know, people always talk about Cubans. Is there a difference there? Or is it the same? It depends on where in Nicaragua or in any area, Nicaragua, Dominican Republic, Cuba, it depends on what area the tobacco was grown in. So some may have more of an earthy tone to mm. them and things like that. Some may have more or it may be more oily, uh, which makes it a little bit more sticky, makes, makes the jaw a little bit, a little bit harder to get to. That's sticky uh, icky. Yeah, a little, a little sticky icky, but it's, it's tobacco <laughs> sticky icky. Um, but you know, the, the thing is, is that when the, when the trade shank sanctions came down, uh, all those years ago, the Cuban cigar makers all, left well most of them left and went to places like nicaragua honduras uh dominican republic and started growing there so that they could continue Uh. their business so a lot of the uh the the tobacco might be from a different place but most of the most of the uh most of the cigar wrapping techniques etc still come from you know the same the same genesis of cuba yeah Mm -hmm. okay Interesting. You learn something new every day on Haas's Humidor. It's a Maduro, Maduro wrapper. Really good. Really good. You cigar. look like you're enjoying that over there. I am. Now, are, I see you're in the in the home today. You guys got pelted with a little bit of snow in Chi Town, huh? We got a, we got we got about an inch and a half, two inches here, and uh, uh-huh. people act like they can't. They oh, can't, it's not so bad. Yeah, that's not bad at all. People act like they don't understand what snow is. 
I'm like, if you're from here, you know what snow is. Why are you tripping? You know what I mean? Yeah, my aunt lives in Springfield. I guess they got like 14, 15 inches down there. Yeah. I was telling my wife that. I was telling my wife that while it was snowing. She was like, oh, it's not that bad. I'm like, well, other areas south of 80 got a lot of snow. You yeah, know, they had a lot of north. snow at the Chiefs game uh, yesterday. There mm-hmm. was fans throwing snowballs on the field. Well, they got one guy, like a a perfect picture of this guy launching the snowball, the fan. I mean, this guy, there's no denying this one. There's, you got to watch that shit these days. You used to be able to throw shit on the field, and they right. didn't know. Now they got like 8 million cameras oh, out yeah. there. Oh, you're not, yeah, you're not, you're not getting away with that shit no more. No fucking way. You're not getting away with shit. Not at all. No, so, there's too many. Ca- there's too many cameras. Too many people with cell phones. You're not getting away. They need them to do all that 3D imagery and to you know be able to spin the picture and see if the guy right. is in bounds or over the end zone or anything like oh, that. Oh yeah, so they use pylon ridiculous. cam. They use pylon cam for that too. And now they have the <laughs> snowball catcher cam. Right. Well, okay. So now that everyone is riveted in their seats and waiting, what is? <laughs> <laughs> the Hasso meter on this lovely cigar. I'm giving this one a uh, a 4.8. Oh, my first time smoke. I've, I've smoked. I've smoked the uh, Flathead Carb, which is a little smaller. This is mm-hmm. my first time smoking the uh, the, the Big Block, and uh, it has a lot of the same notes and flavors, but uh, it's a little. It's definitely a little fuller mm-hmm. than the Carb. So it's a good cigar. You like it. You're enjoying that. It, I'll, I'll tell you how good it is. It's so good. Tell us how I good put is it. it? I, I put it upstairs in the humidor my father-in-law bought me. So I put I bought like two or three, ah. and I put them up there. I put my everyday smokes in my little portable humidor. I actually have in my kitchen. The humidor I just got for Christmas. I'm putting all my good cigars in there, and I'm a, I'm, a, I'm probably gonna buy a, a pack of ten of these and put them in there to have. So. And, Smoke when so I want. So it's fair to say that you are in love with it. He wrote me beautiful letters, and then we fell in love. I'm more. I'm infatuated with it. <laughs> this will be. So you're not writing it beautiful letters. No, but this. I'll tell you what's going to happen, and this is how deep I'm getting into this. This cigar, I'll buy ten of them. I'll put it in the humidor, right? I'm going to leave mm-hmm. them in there until summertime. When you're grilling and stuff, and you got that hickory going anyway, you know what I'm saying. Right. So I will. Yeah, be, that sounds. I will have one of these out in the backyard while I'm grilling, hanging out with the with the fellas, you know, talking trash, drinking Coronas and stuff. Yeah, that's actually, and you know, I like cigar smoke. I'm not a big cigar smoker myself. Yeah, but I do like the the smell, the ambiance smell of cigars. I've always thought it was a good smell. Right. But I also love the ambiance smell of barbecue. There is nothing in the world like the ambiance smell of right. barbecue. So that it's one's got to be fucking great. It facilitates conversation, man. You know? So yes. this will definitely be one of those, you know, when you're out grilling and, and chilling out and hanging, and you want a nice, long smoke. You don't have to worry about lighting two or three cigars because this one, this is a this is a two-hour cigar. Well, this will be a two-hour podcast. Actually, maybe not. We're going to move a little quick pace today. We'll, we'll see where we, we, we end up. We say that at. every time, though. Listener. We do. We say that every time. We say it all the yeah, time. We, we, we lie to ourselves. And it'll We're be not. two and a half hours. <laughs> Hopefully not. Uh, so we'll move through this at a relatively expedited rate. Uh, we had a 4.8 on the Haas's humidor. That yes, concludes yes, yes. another intriguing edition of 
Haas's Humidor, brought to us by nobody at the moment. So we got to get some sponsors for that. Uh, first you. little item. <laughs> absolutely. The uh, uh, first little item of news that we want to talk about here is the Aquaman box office. So I just want to give you a quick update on this. Uh, Aquaman, again, topped the weekend box office this weekend. I believe that's a fourth consecutive weekend, and it's past fucking billion dollars. Now, my prediction for this movie was 930. I thought it was a really, really strong film, a lot of fun. I still want to go see it again. Uh, my wife still has not seen it, and she wants to go see the movie, mostly because she just wants to make googly eyes at she just wants to make googly eyes at Jason Momoa, of course, uh, but still a billion bucks. I mean, this is great for DC. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Did you foresee a billion dollars out of this movie? And, you know, it seems to be going strong. What What's your reaction to that? I think that <clears throat> I think they picked the right guy to be Aquaman and people want to oh, see definitely. Jason Momoa without a shirt on. You know what I'm saying? I don't I think that need uh, to see that, but <laughs> I think that people, I think that people also um, they like cinematography, they like a lot of action, so yeah, they want to see that, you know. And he got a, he got a little bump too because he was also part of the Justice League movie, which although it wasn't a great movie, a lot of people went and saw it. I think that I'm not I'm not ultra surprised. You know what I mean? But uh, right. It's a, it's it's. I, I think you know it was good enough. Did you? you, th- know? you didn't think it would get to a billion, though. Not at all. No, you. I think you guys picked it in the seven hundreds or something like that. Yeah. Or review a couple weeks. I don't know. I didn't go back and fact check you on that one. We're gonna do a lot right, of fact checking right. tonight. Fact checked the Oval Office speech and fact checked the voice from the underground. I know that I predicted nine thirty. I was low. I'm happy to say that I was low. So right, right. Uh, I'm not upset seen... about it. I'm not upset about it at all. No, I mean this is this is good. I mean DC. It, it shows that p- possibly the the foul taste that has been in people's mouths since really Batman versus Superman uh, is kind of starting to melt away. Maybe the ambient taste is sort of like a cigar. You know, it, it resonates on your tongue for a while. Yeah, and then, then it, it goes then it away. Fades, it fades, right? Yeah, and obviously, you know they they didn't do too well with Suicide Squad. I actually personally like Suicide Squad, but not all of the movie. I, okay. I'm a bigger fan of it than some, but the you know it's definitely not a eight. It's probably I think I gave that movie a six and a half or a seven. I thought it was passable, but some stupid scenes. But you know, right. it, it's a good. It speaks good for the future of DC EU. We'll have to see what happens with the next one coming out with Shazam. Uh, there was a final trailer for Captain Marvel today, which I, I did check out like 10 minutes before the podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. It probably came out a couple couple days ago. I finally got around to watching it. Uh, looks like a pretty good trailer for there, too. I have to say, though, the one comment I, I want to make on that movie is that they really have that de-aging shit down with Marvel because Samuel <laughs> L. Jackson, I mean, that's, that's a damn good job. And they did really well with Tony Stark uh, a few movies back. Yeah, they they did a little bit of de aging to Michelle Pfeiffer, you know, for Ant Man and the Wasp. So yeah. that technology is pretty damn good. Do you think that in the future we're going to stop seeing this, you know, trend that we've always had where they cast a younger actor to play, you know, the the actor younger, and then if it's if it's in the same movie, then they'll cast an older actor 
to play the older actor? Or do you think it's always been easier to make someone look old with makeup, but it's always hard to make someone look young, you know? I think that it's always about technology. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's all it's it's about also the the uh the directors and everybody else. How real do they want to keep it? Do they want how authentic do they want it to look? Sometimes it's better right. for the realism of the piece to hire that younger person so it doesn't look too hokey. It doesn't look too contrived. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's, and, it, and like you said, it's it's easy. It's way easier to make somebody look older. It might. It, it, it depends. And if people want to pay the money for the actor, or do they want to pay the money for the makeup? I wonder which and one costs less. That's a good point. Right. I wonder what's less to hire a, an actor who might slightly resemble Samuel L. Jackson, or and I, I don't know. I mean, in that case, obviously, you want to. They they want to have Samuel L. Jackson that part, but I wouldn't have been like totally blown away if they would have, you know, hired some younger actor, like say Donald Glover or something like that, to play that part. I it wouldn't right, have like right, right, anger, right. it wouldn't have angered me. Yeah, it probably would have angered Samuel L. Jackson. He'd come after your motherfucking ass. <laughs> he does get a motherfucker in every episode. Every Mine's movie. the one that says "bad motherfucker." <laughs> Another uh, great movie, movie, though. That movie. Oh, so Pulp good. Fiction. You know, it's funny. We never talk. Well, I don't think we talk much about Pulp Fiction on this podcast. Mm-hmm. That is my favorite movie of all time. I, I've seen that movie easily 60 times. It's yeah. just absolutely fantastic. I used to know every line. And the thing is, is that it's one of those movies that no matter where you are, when you when you come across it, you could just start watching it. You know? Yes. You could just yeah, watch it, especially oh, this the is, way that it's shot. Right, it's it's you know, non the, it's, it's non sequitur. Right, and right. you could just pick. Oh, oh, you know what? This is the picking up people's brain shit scene. You know what I yeah. mean? So <laughs> why'd you shoot Marvin? Right, I did. But you know what? That's my one problem with that movie. When you turn around to talk to your kids in the back seat, you don't put your right hand on the armrest or True. on the seat behind on the- you. Right. He turned all the way around. I mean, he did some fucking acrobatics in that front seat to be able to turn. But that was, it was, it was, it was representative of a drug addict, though. You know, he's a functioning addict. Yes. But he's still, he's still an addict and he's still doing things that a sober person wouldn't do. You know, look at you. Look at you. I was a really good student at the best school. I'm not like a smart guy. Okay. (laughs) I didn't tell you that. Uh. I didn't tell you I went to the best schools. <laughs> but uh The price is wrong, bitch. <laughs> but um that's that's the thing though. I mean because Oh, I got a better one for you here. Okay, give it. Give I it. too am extraordinarily humble. <laughs> <laughs> you know? You know where that one's from? Say play it again. Play it one more time. This is this is our time. I too am extraordinarily humble. No, I don't. don't that's know uh that from. Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. Ah, oh, great, great like movie, great movie. I don't that's, know about great, but good movie, good. good movie. Yeah. So Aquaman kicking ass, uh, Captain Marvel around the bend. Um, what else we got going on here today? So another thing that I thought was worth chatting about here, real quick, was actually there's a few things. Uh, big, big announcement here. In fact, we use a sound clip from the original. Well, then you're a punch. The three of you. Three punches. <laughs> they finally have released. Eddie Murphy has confirmed. Uh, coming America 2. Coming to America 2 uh, is coming out to theaters. Uh, I guess they're just starting in development of this film. 
Uh, is this something you've been looking forward to? What are your thoughts on this? Maybe a little too long to wait for this one. You know what I mean? And then right. I, I heard that the the plot line is that um, he's going to steal he's, all he's the vibranium to, from Wakanda. No, he's trying <laughs> to find a long lost son or something. And oh, uh, okay. I just I don't buy that at all. I on its face I don't buy it because if you remember Akeem, he's so stand up. He's so the the person to do the right thing and and be yeah he's there. genteel he's like a he's gentleman the, yes so how in the hell how in the damn hell would he have a son that he doesn't know about you know what uh, I mean yeah you don't have a son you don't know about as a uh, as that type of person mm-hmm. I just don't I don't believe that on his face it's one of those things I'll watch it but I don't know how I don't I don't know. If I like, if I if I even like the the premise, you know what I mean. And it, then again, it's right. been so long. It's been so long. Him, and, I mean, Eddie and Arsenio don't kick don't kick it like that no more. <laughs> you know, they're not tight <laughs> well, like Arsenio that. Arsenio doesn't know? even do movies. When's the last time you've seen him on TV? Right. So it's like, what are we doing here? Yeah, but I'll tell you, that movie has so many classic scenes and so many classic parts. It's like, you know, but but a lot of these sequels to these comedies there's really no middle ground with them. They either do really, really well or they do terribly. Like, you know, yeah, Anchorman yeah. part two. Yeah. Right. You know, it's, it, that's, that movie is just not very funny, you know, and, and I worry about that. Will, will it damage the, you know, the reputation of coming to America? Is it going to do any justice at the same time? No, no. If anything, but, it'll strengthen it. It'll strengthen it. People are like, you know what? That's why you don't remake classics. And then people will go back mm. and, and, and watch the first one to rinse the, the taste of the, of the second one out their mouth. Like you do yeah, Anchor Man 2. You go back and you watch the first one. And you're like, okay, this is what I'm talking about. You know? Right. It's interesting that, uh, that you know, a lot of these movies, when they, when they remake them, that just... I just can't fucking get over how, how bad some of these fucking, re, you know, these sequels are. Like, we talked about this on the podcast a few weeks ago. You know, we were talking about what 80s movies do we want to see remade and which ones we don't really want to see remade. So it's it's kind of fucked up that it's like these writers don't have anything else to do. You know, like they can't come mm-hmm. up with any with any original ideas these days. So they go back. Now, there's some stuff like we talked about with The Last Starfighter where I'd be okay with something like that because it wasn't like huge that time. Right. But yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see. I hope that the movie does well. But yeah. I hope it's fun. Yeah, I hope it. I hope it's. I hope it. it you know, I, I, the only thing uh, better than being right is sometimes pleasantly being being wrong. You know what I mean? You know, absolutely pleasantly being wrong is not something. Uh, <laughs> you ever been mindfucked before? Mindfucking me right now. Exactly. So and you know something. Here's here's the bad part about that. Last week when you played that, yeah, I was in a wrong state of mind. I guess because I could have sworn I heard he was saying mouthfuck. <laughs> instead of mind fucking. <laughs> and I was no, like, it's a mind fucking. It's a mind fucking. You feel me fucking your mind? But the, the second time you played it last week, I was like, oh, he's saying mind fuck, not mouth fuck. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> it must have been the cigar last time, you know? It must have been the, yeah, there must have been something else inside of there, but. 
Oh, boy. All right, so moving forward. Uh, so we have Coming to America 2. We have Aquaman box office. A couple of news tidbits there. So there was something else I want to talk about where um, – Actually, you know what? I'm going to have to pull up the clip to the to one of them. I have one of these clips pulled up here. So uh, there's a company that has recently made a marketing decision that I thought was worth chatting about. So I figured let's play a quick clip from them. Could switching to Geico really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Does a 10-pound bag of flour make a really big biscuit? <laughs> <laughs> Geico has decided to reboot all of their commercials from you know like 2002 to 2009 i want to say the years were mm -hmm. um a lot of these commercials are great Love but and, and i think it, it's been really it's been really interesting watching the guy because you know geico is one of those companies where they put they put a lot of pride and production into their commercials uh it seems like a lot of the insurance companies do that you know all state it brought the mayhem guy back after a while but they're doing different commercials this is an interesting move by geico because basically they're they're saving on having to shoot new commercials and they're, they're bringing up some nostalgia. I think yes. this is a genius freaking move. Yes. I, I can't think of somebody's done this before. Uh, Budweiser's got a lot of really fucking great yeah. old content too. They could bring back real men of genius, real that men was, of genius. Yeah, oh the my radio, God. Those for sure. And then the, the lizards, what was it? Louie and Frankie. Yeah. Or the fro was it the the frogs? Oh no, they didn't like the frogs. That's what it was. They were the lizards, and they didn't like the frogs because the frogs were ribboning all the all the time. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah, so they've got some good ones. But Geico, you know, what do you think of this move? I mean, is this something that you think other companies are going to be like trying to just rip this off? Because I definitely think that they're onto something here, I, especially as successful as this has been. I think that people will try to. I mean, I've I've seen commercials be recycled before. But I haven't seen them be recycled in this in this way where it's a mass of them. And I think it's I think it's genius. I think it's genius from your marketing budget. You know what I mean? Because oh, yeah. all you got to do is go down to the storage and dial it up and say, OK, here you go. Run this again. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? I think it is genius because, you know, they obviously went back and took and brought back the uh, cigar. I mean, that. I'm still thinking about cigars. <laughs> Mine's the, in the wrong place. They brought back the ads that, of course, did the best. The ones that 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 tested the best in the focus groups and that performed the best when released. Right. You know, you got people talking about Geico again. You got people doing the whoop whoop. Mm -hmm. I mean, because people to this day still talk about Hump Day. You know? Oh, so, yeah. The Hump Day one. Yeah. That one's yeah. one of the ones they brought back. Yeah. What so, day is it? Right. And then you walking through the cube farm, so the cat got, got the camel walking through the cube farm, and you know so many people these days work in a cube farm. So there's that, yes. there's that nostalgia, and there's that that lady sitting there looking like God bless it, this is the last place she wants to be, and here's this fucking idiot talking about what guess what day it is. One of you my favorite I mean? ones is where the, the the they they used to have the uh like for example they'd have the two guys in the elevator and. They'd they'd say something to each other and shake hands and they'd go, oh well, you can't skip this commercial because it's already over. Geico save fifteen percent, and then the the actors would just stand there frozen for like thirty more seconds. You're sitting there watching, and like you know, and and like the dog would jump up on the kitchen table or the lady tried to get in the elevator to hit the button, and the guys are just sitting there frozen. You know, those, there was a lot of cleverness there. But um, I, I was also thinking, uh, I don't know if you have any other commercials that you would like to see 
rebooted or not. Oh, I've or got a series million. that was great. I've got a but million. one of the ones one of the ones that I thought of and I'd like I think you probably liked a lot too, and then I want to hear a couple of yours, is ESPN. ESPN with like the mascots in yeah. the in the control room and in like the offices and having mm-hmm. the athletes in the offices where they have the one where Big Poppy like the the guy can't get his Yankees hat to fit. Yeah. Uh, and Big Poppy from the Red Sox, like he just puts it on just to like say, oh, he's like, no, it fits fine. There's nothing wrong with this hat. <laughs> and then the Red Sox mascot standing outside the window and it's mm-hmm. just sitting there like with this glazed look on its face. <laughs> I mean, those those that commercials was a great one. are. Oh, the, you know, all those commercials. Then he points are so- at him, right? Then he point at him like, what the fuck <laughs> are you doing? My my favorite one is uh, where the guys are. Uh, the guys are two of the guys are getting on the elevator. I don't remember who it was. I think it was Stuart Scott and somebody else. And A five, uh, Stuart Scott, rest in peace, frat. Oh, he's a frat brother of yours. Yes, 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 yes. He I is. Did not know and that. He was an inspiration because of how he attacked that that affliction that he had, and just was really trying to right. do everything he could to be an inspiration as he was going through all of this. He came back a few times from it. He gave it that alpha fight. So uh, I got to give him a big shout out. I, that was one of the few people that wasn't an entertainer or someone close to me as like family or a um, an athlete or something that passed away that I shed a tear for uh, just because he was an inspiration. So, yeah, it was rough watching Hannah Storm yeah. have to talk about oh him. Oh, my God. And then she had to do the same thing for John Saunders, too. That's the other. That's the fucked up part. Yeah. Yeah. Like both both those guys died during her show, but... In this one particular commercial, and this is my favorite one, the way that it was staged was the um, the elevator comes and it opens up. And I think Stuart Scott and I, I don't know who the other one was. It might have been uh, Van Pelt are standing there. The elevator opens and there is the Arizona State Devil mascot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they go, are you going up? No, going and down. And the devil <laughs> doesn't say anything. He just like he just shakes down. his whole body. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, they're like, nope. We're not, we're take the next on that one. one. <laughs> yeah, we'll take the. Ne- that uh, was so, great. Uh, yes, those that commercials. Was great. Are- I love that. Those were great. I like. I wish if, if Reebok decided that they're gonna really try to come back and, you know, I know they're doing well with their um their CrossFit shoes and stuff like that. But if they were really gonna do some public stuff and try to get back into that major market share for other types of shoes. If they brought back Terry Tate, the office linebacker series. Yeah, you had mentioned were, that one before. Those were, oh, fucking amazing commercials, man. You know? because I sure do like pumpkins, Cotton. <laughs> I mean, we'd be talking in the office about that because, you know, uh, there's that one where the guy takes uh, Simone's carrot cake, you know, and he uh-huh. balls up the sign on it that says, don't eat me, right? This is Simone's cake. Don't eat me. And he tosses it out and just as he's tossing it out and eating the cake he just gets wiped out by terry and he's like that's not your cake that's simone's cake and that just reminded us of stories in the office because i worked in the corporate world then and you know people eat people's food all the fucking time man fucking assholes you know (laughs) people eat your food all the goddamn time so it's like whoa that is that you that's because that's what you want to do you want to tackle that fucker you want to tackle the dude that's standing in your cube talking, talking, talking when right. you're trying to get work done, you know? Yeah. So, you know, that that series would be great because even to this day, like I just said, a lot of people work in cube farms. A lot of people will relate to Terry Tate because that's what they want to do. 
they want to just knock somebody out sometimes. Trust me. <laughs> knock them out by the water cooler. Yeah. yeah those are, uh, after you reminded me about those, I the last time you brought those up, I couldn't remember what the fuck you were talking about. And then I went back and I watched some of those, and those are, those are pretty damn classic ones too. And then also it comes to mind, I would love to see if Nike would reboot the Mars Blackmans. Mm. But they'd have to bring you know back Spike I mean? for that. They got to bring back Spike for that. They, you they know? have to bring back, but they just play the old ones. That would be great. That would be. But then, or a little. Remember a little Penny or Grandma Ma. Little Penny was good. Grandma Ma was good. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, Reebok has some good ones, and uh, Nike, of course. They, Nike's just they've had some quintessential series going. So. Yeah, and you mentioned the. Um, you know what? Actually, let me see if I can find one of these real quick here while we're talking about this because. Okay. The, um, you had mentioned the real men of genius. Yes. Let's see if I can find one here and we'll and, and play this. Here we go. Budweiser presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. <laughs> Today we salute you, Mr. Really Bad Toupee Wearer. Mr. Really Bad Toupee Wearer. More than any neon sign or exploding scoreboard ever could, your chrome dome cover says, Hey guys, look at me. What could you be thinking? You think it looks natural, but it couldn't look phonier if it had a chin strap. Look at you! Made of space-age fibers, it can repel anything. Rain, wind, snow, and especially young women. I don't think so. So... <laughs> oh, oh god. my god though the, the, that hilarious. one the mr too much cologne wearer those are just some amazing oh, yeah. fucking commercials man they they they've got they've got some really good ones here actually yes. another one let's see what let's see what this one is here because you really put the boogie in boogie mr Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Way Too Much Cologne Wearer. There it is. Mr. Way Too Much Cologne Wearer. Like a bullhorn, your cologne announces your every arrival four blocks before you get there. Here he comes now. Here a splish, there a splash. Everywhere a splish splash. You don't stop till every square inch of manhood is covered. Everywhere a splish splash. Overslept and haven't got time to shower? Not to worry. You've got four gallons of cologne and a plan. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, Mr. Way Too Much Cologne Wearer. Because we think we smell a winner. Mr. Way Too Much Cologne Wearer. That boy said, everywhere, splish splash. <laughs> oh, God. I'll tell you. That, that's funny, this too, is... because just the other day, I was I was um, in the shower, well, getting out of the shower, and my, my, my oldest son, he was getting ready for school. It was a Thursday. And, uh, you know, he's like, can I have some cologne? And I said, sure. And I said, now... It's two, it's two sprays and that's it. Did you give him some Drakkar Noir? No, no, no. I gave him... <laughs> some High Karate? Uh, no. 
No, and uh, normally I don't do this, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put y'all up on some smell good. Okay. I got, I, I got some Perry Ellis 18. And, uh, what the fuck a, is that? See, you ain't ready. You're not ready for this type of stuff. No, man. I'm not ready. I'm telling you, if you want to get stopped on the street and have people ask you, what are you wearing? You got yourself some Perry Ellis 18. You know, now me, I'm a, I'm a cologne guy. I got a different cologne for every day if I want. But, uh, right. On this day, I gave him the Perry Ellis 18 and I said, now you only want to do two sprays in the palm, hit your, hit your cheeks, hit your neck, and then one more spray and put it on your, on your arms, on your forearms. I said, that's all you need is three sprays at the most. Right, right. You know what I mean? So. Oh, that's the I was giving, I was giving him the game. I'm like, don't. Don't be Mr. Way Too Much Cologne Wearer. You know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. You know, that's one of the reasons why I like the Super Bowl is the, I, the commercials are just as popular as the game, if not more. I mean, there's a huge amount of people who just you know, watch yeah. the game for the commercials. And that's, you know, that's where Allie Landry got started. Remember the Doritos girl got to be in movies because she yes, was. Yes, yes. And, and the thing is, is that, you know, that's that's the great part is you have the the halftime show and the commercials for that casual football fan to kind of, they can kind of fake it until the commercial breaks and they can fake it until the halftime show because that's what really they want. The, well, the halftime show I could do without, you know, I, I that I'm not a huge I fan think of. It's, I think it's frivolous. I think it's frivolous. It's gotten to be too big. I think, you know, yeah. if you, you know, you, you, you want to watch the game. And then you it know? carries over to like the NBA All-Star game and the Pro yeah. Bowl. You know, and all this stuff yeah, too. Everybody's got to do it big it. now. And you know, yeah. well, you know what was a trend this this year that I saw too? Did you notice that they're doing that? a lot of a lot of halftime performances in bowl games, uh, foot, college football bowl games, and uh, like playoff games and stuff like that too? So it was like, you With, know, we got we got Imagine Dragons going for the in the oh, halftime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm like? What the, I don't give a fuck about Imagine Dragons. I'm trying to watch the second half of this damn bowl game. You know, yeah, but they're playing the yeah. That's the thing. I mean, there's, I guess at the Super Bowl, it's sort of become like acceptable. But then they're carrying it over in pretty much all the other sports as well, where you, you've got you've got to have some headline act. And I just, I don't know. I mean, that you don't even really get to see any highlights of the game or anything like that. Plus, you know, it used to be, and I guess the NFL has done this because a lot of people used to tune out during halftime to go, like, for example, WWF used to put on that, um, remember that they have like a raw special? Yeah, 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 they would do, they the would do Super like Bowl. A, right. Right, and they have the Puppy Bowl, you know, where you could turn over and watch the Puppy Bowl or the yeah. Lingerie Bowl or something like that during that, but again, the commercials sometimes, especially if it's one of those times where it's like, you know, the Redskins... Uh, Broncos World Series from years ago or the Bears Patriots World Series from years ago where it was just a or Super Bowl sorry where it was just a fucking blowout sometimes the commercials are the only thing you have and then you have other years where the fucking uh, Falcons decide to give the game back to the Patriots fuck and, asses and let them fucking win but yeah these commercials are great Geico fucking kudos man they, this is fantastic for them to bring that back and I hope that a couple of other companies get into that as well and start doing the same type of thing because I think it could be a pretty cool trend for a lot of these for a lot of these companies to make some revenue without having to spend money because it costs them a right. shitload of money to make these ads. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you you got to pay I think marketing it's, I companies. Think it's, I think it's great that they did that. I think it's yeah. great. You know, how are we going to save money? Let's go back and, and play some and rerun, re-air some of our most popular commercials that that uh, that did well for us. You know, there's actually I mean? a lot of YouTube. I, I, I don't know if you've ever done this, but there's like it, it's kind of cool sometimes to like go back and watch YouTube videos of like old commercials, like the old Lego. Remember the Zach the Maniac and all yeah. those commercials yeah. from like when we were kids and the the mi- oh. micro machines. Yeah, you know, with the with the guy who talked really fast to watch and the He yeah. Man Masters in the Universe com- toy commercials and stuff. Oh yeah, you know you know what commercial I love. And What's that? It, it was it was stupid, but I I love the avoid the noid commercials from Little Caesars back in the day. Oh yeah, the avoid the. I you don't know? remember. If, I don't. I don't remember uh, if those. They didn't have like a super series were, on them, but they were they were like, good. Uh, no, they were. I'm trying to think if that would be something for I could go looking and find an audio clip from. But I don't know. I think the noid was it was more visual, so yes. probably not good to play yes. on the podcast. No, no, but no, 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 no. There was some fucking good ones. So. Kudos to Geico, you know, mm-hmm. I, and I have a feeling that other companies. I think that was start. genius. I think it was very smart of them. The real man of genius. You can't get better than that, Mister Original Geico commercial maker. <laughs> See how I integrated those together there? Now that's fucking podcasting for you. Don't ever. All do right. That again. <laughs> so, so we have to we have to move on to the next segment. Yes. Um. Now, moving we, along. <laughs> Also in the news this week, um, Jim Acosta decided that he wanted to be a punching bag for Kellyanne Conway. He decided he wanted to be a punching bag for Donald Trump just by sort of being a shaky little weeny little weak ass. Uh, he went over to the wall. and Well, first the thing that he did is he, he, before the Oval Office address from Trump on Tuesday, which was, by the way, a fucking train wreck. Jesus Christ. And so was the Chuck when and Nancy it, show afterwards, by the yeah, way. Yeah, that was bullshit, too. I mean, ugh. They looked like wax figures. They just, 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 just continue, man. Talk about And Trump mind. with the camera zooming in and then out and then in and then out. And <laughs> telling me, oh, they're coming to kill your children. Right, and he, and he pulls it in on himself, you know. Come yeah. on, dude. Come on, man. But Jim Acosta, before that, talked to Kellyanne Conway. He said, will the president tell the truth tonight? Kellyanne Conway basically turned around and told him that, uh, oh, are you going to tell the truth? And then basically called him, you know, all types of names and stuff like that. And he just sort of sat there like he didn't understand what the fuck she was talking about. And like he just let her mm-hmm. bully him. And then he went decided to go to the wall and look at the steel slats uh, and was talking about how there was no illegals trying to Cross the border, and he's like, "Gosh, it really seems to me that I think I got a clip of this here. Let's see if this is an actual clip or not. Or actually, this is a clip of Acosta talking to Trump." Good job, yes. Appreciate you, sales. I appreciate So I don't know how well you could hear that audio, listener, but basically what Trump yeah. said was, "Thanks for the sales pitch." Acosta was like, what are you talking about? I didn't see any action down there. I didn't see anybody rushing the border. And Trump said, well, that's because there's a wall there. And then everyone in the room breaks into laughter. Again, Jim Acosta, fantastic job of making yourself look like an ass. Um, But I I guess the point of the matter is, is if you're going to go to the wall to look for uh, immigrants trying to breach the wall when you could just 
go around it at the moment. Probably a pretty stupid decision by Jim Acosta. I understand that they wanted to go down there and, and show what the steel slats were, but we're going to end up talking a lot about the wall today. Um, this is, I guess, a good segue into that. Your thoughts on Jim Acosta uh, giving the right a whole shitload of ammunition, making himself look like a crazy, dumb liberal. Well, my first thing is, you know, you and I are sitting at home going, why the fuck would you go to a wall that you can walk around, et cetera, et cetera? I want to know who the fuck gave him the budget to go. Who, you know, because you've got bosses and you you pitch this stuff to people and you say, hey, I'm going to go to the wall and see if I can find it. And nobody in the room said that's a that's a shit idea. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's yeah. a, that. It's almost, you know, it's like, okay, who's, who's. The price is wrong, bitch. Right. Who's more at fault here? <laughs> the kid for, for, you know, uh, doing something stupid that, but, or the parent that should have prevented it with right. the teacher. Yes. You know, somebody should have said, right. Somebody should have said, that's not a good idea. Like, you know, Hey, guess what? You know, wearing a job, a sweatsuit to a job interview is not a good idea, son. You know, Unless you don't you're let him walk out the house like you that. wear a tuxedo. <laughs> Great movie who, again, by the way. Who is who is the guy behind you? Hello, Miss Lady. <laughs> yeah, but Jim Acosta, I mean, and then he got uh punked by Kellyanne Conway. Um let me see actually let me let me see if I can find a better clip of that one real quick here. Can you promise that the president will tell the truth tonight? Will he tell the truth? Yes, Jim, can you promise that you will? I will. The whole Absolutely. truth and nothing but the truth. Should I help you God? I'm not the Am one who has the alternative facts problem like you do. Uh, no. Will the president tell the truth? Make sure that goes viral. Okay. This is why, by the way, this is why I'm one of the only people around here who even goes to the time of day. Can you, can you guarantee and that the president's speech will pass a fact check? Let me get back in your case because you're such a smart ass most of the time and I know you want this to go viral. A lot of these people don't like but let me just be respectful to the media at large, Taylor Jim. I explained that with alternative information, additional facts. So, so I have to admit, I, I am not a fan of Kellyanne Conway in the slightest bit. I think she's a lying bitch. But she punked the shit out of Jim Acosta right there. So She certainly did. He deserved it. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, Ben Shapiro has a, uh, who I do listen to, from time to time just to kind of get an alternative idea of what's going on in the world um he has a saying about jim acosta that jim acosta loves him some jim acosta and i think that that's very true jim acosta is a bit of a fucking narcissist and the fact that he's not prepared for an answer from trump or from kellyanne conway and i mean again it plays into this whole fucking narrative where republicans have this idea that liberals can't don't have an argument about anything. They don't have any real ideas, you know, and this is the narrative that, that they stick to and shit like this really doesn't help the Democrats cause. Would you say? Not at all. Not at all. When you, when you look that amateurish on national fucking TV, it just is counterproductive and, you know, doing something and trying to get a gotcha or something like that, just for the sake of trying to get a gotcha it's like yeah. bullying. It always backfires. You know what I'm saying? So, right. you know, I, I am I am not one of those those people who are going to just side with those who are anti-Trump just for the sake of siding with them. I am not like a Trumper nope. where I'm going to just be like, well, 
Well, he was right. He was no. That was stupid. That was stupid. That was wrong. That was a bad decision. He should have done better. He should have known because you can think for yourself. God forbid. Right. You know, it's it, it's a point of this is what is right, and this is what is going. You know, this is the correct thing to do. Not my party says this is right, so therefore that's what I right. think. Right. You know, and but for Jim Acosta, I can just see Jim Acosta's boss when he told him, "Hey, uh, boss, I think I'm going to go down to the wall and look for people trying to breach it." Yes, yes, that sounds like an excellent idea. <laughs> so, <laughs> I hope that that's not what his boss said. I hope that he did this <laughs> autonomously and gets suspended. That's that's no, not you, not you. Your organization's terrible. Oh, CNN, you dropped the ball. All right, so let's do this. Uh, we're about halfway. Let's take a break. We'll come okay. back with DNN. I'm freshen my and we'll drink. come back. Uh, go, go freshen that drink. We'll be back back on Voice from the Underground. Voice from the Underground. Hello, Radio World. This is K-Double here to let you know about KD5P. K-Double's 5th Period Music Class, a bi-weekly music show here on the 4 Aces Presents Radio Network, where every other Friday night at 8, I take you on a musical journey through the careers of some of your favorite musical artists. So check me out on Spreaker.com backslash 4 Aces Presents Radio, or on iHeartRadio every other Friday at 8 p.m. on Revolving Door Episodes. Peace. KD5P. fan of movies or comics or video games or just anything else nerdy well you should check out the zing this podcast and that's spelled z-e-n-g this and you can find us every monday and we have nerdy topics from comic book reviews to in-depth analysis of iconic nerdy movies as well as video game discussions mm-hmm Where's some of the best places to find us, Allie? Well, Podbean, of course. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Podcasts. Yeah. So check us out. Once again, that is Zing, Zing this. this. If you're looking for a sports host and show that gives you the flavor. Tom Brady thrown for over 60,000 yards, the most playoff victories, the most Super Bowls, the most Super Bowl MVPs. He is not the greatest of all time. That brings the energy. Shaq quote, the earth is flat. Close quote. The earth is round. That isn't about this or that. It ain't this or that. Charles Barkley, 1994. You stole two home games in the Western Conference semifinals against the Rockets. Your team blows it in seven. One year later, up three games to one. Two games at home. And you blow that too. Then you've come to the right place. I am that man, your man, the illustrious tour guy, Cole Johnson. Cole Sports! On Cole Sports with a Z dot com. Hey, yo. You ready? Let's do it. Welcome back, listener, to Voice from the Underground, the podcast. If you have not already been made aware we have a patreon and our patreon is a way that you can support this podcast if the right wing can go out and they can raise 17 million fucking dollars for a wall 
maybe we at our modest little podcast can raise, I don't know, another 30 bucks or so a month that'll help us market our show. If you have the ability to do so, we would greatly appreciate it. If you would like to donate to Voice from the Underground and join our monthly Patreon uh, donators, you can do so. You can go to www.patreon.com forward slash VFU podcast. And there's three different tiers. For two bucks, you can pick a topic and you get your name shot out on the show. For five bucks, you get a mug and the aforementioned. And for ten bucks, you get to come on the show and you get a free Voice from the Underground t shirt and a mug. And by the way, we have two $5 patrons and two $10 patrons who will be getting their T-shirts uh, very shortly. I just got notification that they're being shipped to me now. So that is fucking exciting as shit, and I cannot wait to get you guys that stuff. Looks like we got ourselves a bilingual blood fest. And it's going to be a bilingual blood fest when you guys get those. Please do not get any bilingual blood onto your Voice from the Underground T-shirt. Or if you're going to do that, order a black one, maybe to cover that stain. Um, but also if you'd like to get in contact with the show, you can do so by going to, uh, uh, Twitter and checking us out on Twitter at VFU podcast on Twitter, or you can email us at VFU podcast at gmail.com, or you can check out our website. Our webpage is pretty awesome. I really, really like this new format for our webpage. Uh, you can check out everything about the podcast there. You can get all the different feeds. Uh, you can check out, we're going to have a blog that's going to start in a couple of months. Um, you can check out some cool pictures there. There's a nice, beautiful picture of Haza's mug, uh, Chief and on a cigar. There it is. All of the Patreon information is there. It is vfupodcast.yolasite, Y-O-L-A-S-I-T-E.com. Again, www.vfupodcast.yolasite.com. Or you can check us out on Facebook where you can get, uh, you can check out uh, all the posts that we do, all the social media interactions, and we got a big one we're going to talk about in a minute. But we also got a, a way that you can leave us comments on Facebook now. I just added that, and we got two comments uh, this week, so I want to read those comments out. First of all, from Carla Fairbanks, who is a very, very dear friend of mine from high school. She was nice enough to leave us a review. I know she's a listener. Her husband Frankie. Uh, the Chi-Town Hitman has been on this show before, uh, pitching one of his events about six, seven months ago. He was a really, really entertaining guest, talking about some of his old wrestling stories when he used to be a pro wrestler. Uh, Carla says, very entertaining and some fun and exciting guest speakers, like your husband. So thank you to Carla. Uh, also, we have Alpha Square Howard. Oh, who shit, also, for real? Yes, we do, and that's wow. one of your uh, frat boys. That's one of my frat guys, A5. Real topics, real talk, love it. So love thank that. you to Carla and to Alpha Square How Howard for leaving us a uh, a review on our Facebook. Yeah, we one also, of my frat brothers uh, commented on my thread, on my on my timeline, too, saying that he was enjoying his first listen. I forget, oh, his, I forget nice. who it was, though. It was a few days ago. You'll remember I to, next I think week. I, I think I, I think I tagged you though. Once he did that, we'll uh, we'll make sure to get that on next week because I must have missed that one. You know, I was fucking around and didn't see it because we got a new fucking Patreon donation. All right, from a listener by the name of Scott Rotkowitz. Uh, thank you, Scott. Scott sent us a one-time payment. He said that he heard uh, me say that somebody else said that, and oh, he sent cool. us a one-time donation for thirty bucks. 
So thank you to Scott Rotskowitz uh, for sending us that $30 donation. Uh, you're getting your shout-out on air. You get to pick a topic on the show, and uh, we will put that those funds to good use. We, we've already used uh, a few dollars of it to do a little Facebook campaign, uh, and I'll probably do another one next month. So those really help to get the, the, the show out there. And see, you know, for folks on Facebook who are like-minded individuals to get our message of having some fun and pushing a message of diversity and inclusion, that sort of shit. So thank you to Scott and to all of the rest of our patrons. We really appreciate everybody. Uh, One of these days, we're I think maybe uh, after we get done with this slew of guests, I didn't come prepared for it today, but we'll give a shout out to all of our patrons and online or on the show again and. Just name everybody because we really appreciate the support that you guys give us. We would not be able to do the things that we do without that help. It is very much appreciated. So let's get into DNN, the Dutch News Network, your source for all the stupid news that you can't use, but I'm not going to give you a chance to refuse. So here you go. Blow a fuse. Don't give a damn what you do. Yeah, you like that <laughs> shit? Bars. So the... <laughs> This, according to Maxim Magazine, uh, which I used to love Googling oh at when I was God. younger. I, I used to collect it. I used to have like 50 of them back yes, in the uh, day. I, they, they've gotten a little bit away from what they used to do because of Me Too, I think. But my old uh, Maxims are still probably hanging out in the, in the <laughs> sticky pages in my dad's basement. Um, <laughs> the, according to Maxim, the world's first nude restaurant is closing because no one wanted to eat there. Turns out it was pretty unappetizing. So uh, the story says there's a big difference between eating in the nude at home and eating in a restaurant full of naked strangers. The latter is not the most appetite-inducing dining atmosphere in the world. In fact, it's appetite-suppressing, which is exactly why the first all-nude restaurant in Paris called Au Naturel is going out of business on February 16th. No one wants to eat there because... Food is not exactly enjoyable, as it turns out, when consumed in a room with so much skin. The scenario is not appetizing, nor is it hygienic. So many body parts. You can see blurred out, yet semi-NSFW. What the fuck does that stand for? Pictures of the restaurant uh, up and running with hungry patrons on the YouTube channel. That's safe for work, I think. Yeah, I not seen that acronym before uh this particular restaurant opened up just over a year ago and in the early days of the eatery the owner whose name was uh yves yves leclerc yves leclerc the frenchman uh the president of the french naturist federation was super excited about eating in the buff we're in the heart of paris and we're eating naked it's a little surreal he told the local newspaper it's like when we're on holiday but it's even better he said, lamenting at home in the Lecute on the southeast coast, I have to put the clothes on to go to the restaurant, and I don't want to go to the restaurant without the clothes, so I don't wear the clothes, so I go the naked. <laughs> it, is, it is with great regret that we announce the definitive closing of Onetral Restaurant on Saturday. Uh, I am not. Uh, here's my thoughts about eating there. How about new, you crazy Dutch bastard? In this case, the phrase crazy French bastard uh haas any interest in eating naked before they close it down you're gonna fly to paris negative batman you know why because because you you don't want a pubic hair falling in your food that 
But the bigger thing is, is that some people that shouldn't be naked will be naked. And that is Can you see if somebody was taking a picture of their food and then thought the girl in front of them was attractive, so move the camera up? Yeah, and maybe they weren't. Or I don't even well, know if they should let you have a phone come in there. I don't. How? Where are you going to carry it? In your purse. Yeah, I guess, but nah. I'm I wonder sorry. if you had to be naked. I don't know, but this is a stupid ass fucking idea. So I mean, maybe if it was in a nudist colony and they're serving burgers and fries. That's but that, that was my second comment. My second comment is, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that people that go to hedonism and other. Um, alternative resorts where clothing is strictly strictly optional right i'm sure they have restaurants there where you can eat all natural as well or as close as possible so mm-hmm. yeah i i would imagine that they do uh but again a pretty fucking stupid idea uh let's see what one oh here we go and we have the most beautiful piece of chocolate cake that you've ever seen and he ate it naked uh moving on to our next story uh, and now this one just goes to show how fucking stupid we are. I mean, we are fucking stupid, people. <laughs> this story, according to BBC News, but this has been reported everywhere. Uh, U.S. driver in bird box blindfold crashes in Utah. Womp, womp, womp. Police we in really the state of Utah. really got time on this one? Oh, my God. Uh, police really in the state of Utah to- have taken... We, we do. We have to okay. cover it. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Police in Utah have taken an unusual step of urging residents not to drive blindfolded after an online challenge inspired by the horror film led to a crash. A teenager with her hat over her eyes drove in the oncoming cra- traffic in the city of Layton, Utah, while taking part in the so-called bird box challenge. Now, where the fuck have we gone as a society when we've moved from really really nice charitable things like the ice bucket challenge to a fucking bird box challenge where people drive last week netflix warned fans not to attempt this okay uh this is the sandra bullock movie that's that 45 million people watched even though there's only 19 active netflix accounts in the united states (laughs) it's just the story goes on to say this is it's just inexcusable to do something as dangerous as this not only to yourself but to everyone else on the road he said it was a warning he never thought he would have to give. Don't fucking drive while you're blindfolded. People, get your fucking shit together. Yes! Yes, that's a fucking excellent idea! I mean, you're going to go... Haas, what is wrong with the United States? We have become a nation that looks for the like. People want to go viral. People want a million likes. People, you know, and people now have that mentality of, oh, let me see if I can go viral, you know, because that has become the the thing to do instead of doing doing more substantive things. You know what I mean? It does not speak well for the future of this country when people care more about how many likes they get on Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, though, let's move off of this shit story. That's it for DNN. We have 6,000 fucking Twitter followers. Woo! Do we have an applause yes. uh, sound? We, you know what? We do have an applause sound, and here we go. Uh, Hit it. Uh, 
Yes, we had an applause sound. I had it on a different track there. But thank you to the 6,000 not-so-bright people who have made the horrible decision to follow us on Twitter. And to make things even more interesting, we had a couple of Twitter polls this week. The first one we'll get to later. The second one, I'm super pumped about this. So why am I super pumped about this Twitter this Twitter poll? Well, simple. We had an amazing fucking response to this. Haas, how many votes did we get on our Twitter poll? Can you read this number? 660 votes. 660 votes. And how many retweets? 100 retweets. 100 on the button. So when I put this out first, and thank you to a lot of our Twitter followers for helping with this. For sure. Thank um, you. You know, I, I, I tagged a few people to it this time, and I said, you know, the most we've ever had before in votes was 176, which is really, really good still. I'd be happy with that on, on the regular. I was like, let's break the record. Let's go for 200. And then we got to like 60 within an hour. And I was like, all right, let's try to go for 250. Then I said, let's go for fucking 500 votes. And I, then my last goal, which we're not going to make, was 660 votes. This vote, this poll actually ends in like three minutes. So we did absolutely fantastic. Thank you to everyone who participated. Let's talk about this poll. Uh, there's a few Democratic tickets I threw together uh, just for a barometer. And I'm reading the tweet here. Uh, results on Okay, so of course I'm reading them now. Comments, of course, we'll go over those in a second. Here are the Democratic tickets that I came up with. In fourth place was the ticket of Cory Booker and Julian Castro, the former um, one, a former cabinet member of Obama who uh, announced he is running for president the other day. Oh, geez. An amazingly low 6% for Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren ticket. I, I only used everybody once, so if you don't like these choices, a lot of people bitched at me about the choices. We'll get to Bernie in a second. In second place was the one that I thought was the most intriguing, and that was Joe Biden with Vice President Andrew Gillum, uh, the the Tallahassee mayor who almost probably should have won the yeah, Florida governorship. And in first place, with a blowout victory of 72%, was the ticket of Kamala Harris, California senator, and Beto O'Rourke, a former Senate candidate from Texas, as well as a congressman from Texas up until a couple of weeks ago. He he did not lose his seat. He gave his seat up. I'm going to read a few of the comments here. Um, we had a comment from Robert Davenport. Sanders needs to stay home in 2020, and he needs to be nowhere near the primary process. Uh, Grant says, I like democracy. We need more options, not less. Fact, voters equal 40% Democrats, 29% Republican, 28% Independent. We need the independent voters to win. Jay George, Bernie Sanders isn't even a Democrat, and frankly, a good number of his followers ended up voting for Dotard over Hillary because they want to change. Fuck Bernie. That was aggressive. Femalasas, yeah, uh, says Harris Booker. Catherine Cohen says Harris Booker. KJ says, I think 2020 debates between Harris and O'Rourke would be very interesting. Uh, a lot, a lot of people suggested other tickets: Harris O'Rourke, Beto Biden, or Biden Beto, I should say. Ted At says, "Sadly, Sanders needs to retire his presidential bid and not split the Democratic voters again." 
Jesso says Sanders is not a Democrat. I mean, this, no Bernie, another guy. Uh, Bernie got a lot of fucking hate here. I mean, there was probably 60 people who said something negative about Bernie and basically saying Bernie is not a Democrat. Did you, I didn't even realize there was this much Bernie hate out there. Did you know this? Because I, I I knew there was a little, but this seems to be rampant. Yeah, I, I, there was a lot of Bernie backlash. I think that a lot of people think he had his chance. He did get fucked over, but they feel like he had his chance. And guess what? It's time for newer, younger blood, you know, mm-hmm. because a lot of people are thinking, hey, guess what? Why do we have some? Why would we have someone as president? who is not in touch necessarily with yep. the with the younger with the younger generations you know i mean you want someone that's going to be a little bit closer to that to that to that uh bracket to relate you know what i mean because you know be i mean yeah. i like i like a lot of bernie's ideas but guess what oh me you too you know how 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 on the things that he might need to compromise on, is he willing to compromise? Would he be willing to, especially given his age? We all know that as we get older, we're less likely to compromise. We're less likely to change and and give a little ground, as evidenced by 45 right now. So I think that a lot of people are like, well, maybe we need somebody younger who isn't so dyed in the wool, so to speak, uh, to come in and be that person that can truly maybe work a, work with both sides but i think that i think that overall throughout government a lot of these older politicians need to go ahead and step aside and let some of these younger politicians take the take the forefront and mm-hmm. uh maybe there'll be a little bit of a change in the in the uh divide that is between the two parties because you know when you look in congress when you look in other places state and local government too you know when you got a lot of older people there they have you know older people tend to have that that more stubborn attitude and they once they get something in their head that's what they want and that's it yeah you know what i mean so maybe we need a younger a younger generation of politicians to kind of come and take over that's 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 another reason why term limits would be a great thing yeah, especially in Congress and the Senate, for yes, sure. Yes, yes, And definitely. on the Supreme Court. I, but, you know, um, I mean, there's a reason why. Out of there. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason why, uh, I guess, Hillary didn't pick Bernie as her vice presidential candidate with, and, and went with really an unknown in Tim Kaine. A lot of people don't even know who the fuck Tim Kaine is. I think that uh, there was a running meme going around back when the guy was sending pipe bombs, pipe bombs out to prominent Democrats' homes. Uh, mm-hmm. The Clintons got some. Bernie Sanders got one. Uh, a few other people. I think they, there was a popular meme that said Tim Kaine is waiting by his mailbox and is disappointed that he didn't get a bomb sent to him because nobody knows who the fuck Tim Kaine is. But uh, that probably didn't help her chances either. Uh, a couple other interesting comments here, and there was a little bit of a battle on here about intersectionality. Uh, there was another battle about feminism and Al Franken. Uh, so things got a little heated between uh, in some of these comments, but oh wow, uh, we had some crazy battles. psycho chick! Yeah, there was. Oh, there um, we go. Well, there it is, right there. Crazy psycho chick. Well, so. she actually wasn't even involved in it. Crazy psycho chick is, you know, surprisingly not involved. Uh, she says Beto and Harris is a guaranteed win. 
Dems should not take any chances and risk a Trump reelection. What are your thoughts of the Beto O'Rourke or Kamala Harris as president and Beto O'Rourke ticket that won this dramatically with 73% of the vote? I think it's a good ticket. I think that they're, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm, I, I feel that patriarchy is one of those things where I don't think that people are mentally able to wrap their head around a yeah. female president because there were a lot of women comments of women shouldn't be president in, on, on social media. Yeah, weird, right? And, and a lot of video, you know, you know, as we're leading up to uh, the election in 2016, there were a lot of women on video. I don't think a woman should be president, you know? So some people have been so institutionalized into patriarchy that they don't even uh you know they can't even wrap their minds around one of a woman being president which is crazy because if you look back through history there are you know many civilizations had women playing leadership roles and prominent roles in their society so we just we've regressed a lot (laughs) and it's terrible yeah we have there there was do you think kamala harris is a viable likable candidate that can bring in moderate votes uh over joe biden because i i I think i disagree with the results of this poll i think that i think that um and i and i hate to say this i don't want to sound sexist but i think that it might be better if she was oh please sound sexist it does (laughs) i know i know but i'm just saying given the mentality of many people in society. I would vote for a Kamala-led ticket. You know, mm-hmm. if if once I heard more of her platform tenants and things like that, because right. as with anything, like if if they happen to primary Trump and they come up with a Republican candidate that that I could probably get with, they're not. You know, I might Trump. vote that way. You know what I mean? If they if they primaried him and he lost or something like that, you yeah, know what um, I mean? But you uh, are fake news. There, there's no way they're going to primary Trump. He, he, this is his party for the moment. It's sad to say that, but I think that the they're going to end up regretting this long term. I mean, they might get a few Supreme Court justices out of it. I, there's a movement now to try to get um, RBG out. You know, they're saying yeah, that she they're should. They're trying. They're trying to get yeah. her to step down. Hang in there, baby. Hang in there. I'll buy you new lace gloves every week and mail them to you. Please <laughs> hang in. Yeah, she's she's say what you want about her politics, but she's a very very uh, compassionate woman, and she's very uh, strong willed woman. And so I respect. I want to go see her. that movie. I want to go see that movie about her. I've heard it's I've heard it's pretty decent actually. I've heard it's a pretty decent movie. Not like the one that came out about Dick Cheney, with with. Um, <laughs> I think it was was a Hugh Jackman who was in that, or I, I, no, I no, no, who, no, 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 no. Or it was shit. Uh, the uh, the guy who played Rocket Raccoon, right? Ah, uh, Bradley. Uh, from, no, not from Bradley Cooper. Yeah, I think it was Bradley Cooper. But but the movie, uh-huh. yeah, the set, that just shows. You know, we can't think of names on the show. We already know that. We sure do like pumpkins, Cotton. Uh, but we sure do like forgetting names. Um, but obviously the movie wasn't that good. Otherwise, we probably would know who the fuck was was. Well, in I that heard movie. it was super. I heard it was very very ch- tongue in cheek. So I'm sure it also was uh, a little bit biased. Uh, also, thank you to Ren. Our friend Ren, who's been on the podcast a few times, for getting involved with this post hey, as Ren. well. 
Hey, Ren, how are you? J and J, a couple last comments on this. Uh, says, man, I love Gillum. He's a badass. Hard to believe he's from Florida. Uh, there was one person, I don't know where the comment's at because we had hundreds of comments on here, but uh, it was just, this is awesome. But uh, one person said, please don't have Gillum be vice president. We need him to beat Rubio's ass uh, in the Senate election in 2020. Another one saying Sanders is not a Democrat. You might as well have Jill Stein listed. That comment from Diana uh, likes the Biden, likes a Biden Harris ticket. She said, I think the Biden Harris ticket would be a strong ticket. Uh, I think Beto is a good candidate as well. So there's a lot of ways that they could go. It's going to be interesting to see how this, how this rolls out. Cole sports. He got involved as well. Our friend Cole Johnson, can I say that these choices give me pause? Adam Schiff getting a, a little bit of love on here. Uh, Klobuchar, Senator Klobuchar getting a little bit of love. No all-female ticket. I don't know if this means Kimmy Van D. Is she saying she does not want an all-female ticket or she only wants an all-female ticket? See, that's dangerous. She didn't put the comma there. If she had put a comma there, that means she wanted... She wants an all-female ticket. You, you may be right. You might, may want to reply to her. Well. you might want to reply to her and say, uh, did we miss a punctuation there, or is that what you really <laughs> meant to type? There, there's a great gif on here of the Muppet, the old men from the Muppets as the Sanders Warren ticket. Used to love that, them. that is fantastic. Thank you to Charlie for that one. Another one, Lynn Heilman saying Sanders is not a Democrat. Stop lumping in Sanders with legitimate de- Democratic contenders. Uh, another Nancy Kirshner, Biden, and Beto. Just tons and tons and tons. The Bernie hate is real out there today. Oh, yeah. Uh, one that I did want to read was uh, I asked someone specifically why they don't like Bernie, and he was nice enough to reply, Carpe Diem, uh, at Seize the Pants on Twitter, uh, actually Seize underscore the underscore pants. Nice Twitter handle. Uh, I'm <laughs> proud of the Democrat. Actually, he's got, he gets a, uh, let's see, which one we want to give him here. Um, you ever been my fuck before? I don't think so. I'm fucking you right now. Actually, we'll give him this one, too. How do you know this? That's what I do. I drink, and I know things. So you get a double dose of the sound clips there, Carpe Diem. Uh, yeah, I'm proud TJ of would de- be happy about that, too. He would definitely be happy. I can't wait to play Game of Thrones stuff for him. Uh, I'm proud of the Democratic Party and all we've accomplished. I don't like it that anyone shows up outside of our clubhouse, throws rocks through the windows, screams at us, trashes our leaders, calls us names while demanding to be our leader, even though he's not a member? Nah. And I'm sick of the way Bernie manipulates manipulates the Democratic Party for his own benefit. He runs for the Democratic nomination in Vermont, but then turns it down after he wins it as an independent. That way he doesn't have to compete against a Democrat in the general. That's BS. So uh, it also mentions how he trashed the Democratic Party more than the Republicans. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I I tried to put him with Warren because they were kind of the two progressives on this list, mm-hmm. but it's going to be interesting to see what they, what happens. And I think that we're going to have a big field, just like the Republicans had that Trump ended up coming out of. Where I liked Kasich the most out of those Demo- uh, those Republican candidates in 2016, but we'll have to see what happens. So uh, let's move on to our main topic here. So uh, we're going to talk about the wall. I, I posted something on Facebook, and I'm going to summarize what i what i wrote here and i want to get haas's thought on it and i'll read a couple comments and we'll wrap up um the wall obviously is big this week right it's what everybody's talking about is wall 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 right and my thought was well here's my thoughts on the wall so and this is my honest opinion when the when this came up when the wall came up a couple times in 05 and 2012 
I thought it was a pretty fair idea. Okay. We do, we do, we do have a problem with illegal immigration in the United States. Okay. We do have a problem with drugs, although the fact of the matter is, is that they're not coming into the country in any meaningful way via some guy with a backpack swimming the river. They're right. coming in through hidden in vehicles going right through border security. But nonetheless, it's a real issue, right? Right. The problem with the Trump wall, okay, the Trump wall, not a wall, the Trump wall, is that he uses fear-mongering and racism. Yes, I said that. Okay, he uses fear-mongering and racism to pander a message of emergency to people who believe that there's an all-out war on American Christian white culture. These are the people who don't like to dial one for English. I will not in any way, shape, or form condone building a barrier based on the idea that Latinos are predispositioned to rape or murder. Crime is more closely related to economics as it is than anything else. And proximity. And proximity. You have to have the ability to do crime or you won't do it. But anyway, this may be unpopular, but I say fuck it. Tell Trump that we'll give him his fucking wall, but he's going to get it at a cost. In exchange for the wall... We give all of the dreamers amnesty and a clear path to citizenship within five years. That's number one. Now, since this racist idea of a wall is basically based on the notion, and I'm saying the Trump wall is racist, not a wall. A wall is an inanimate object, okay? But because a small percentage of these immigrants are shitheads and they commit crimes, and therefore we should keep all of them out unless they are severely and thoroughly vetted. Fine. Okay, Trump. Guess what else holds true to that exact same idea? Gun ownership. Specifically, AR-15s. The left will often say this about guns. We need to ban guns because of a few assholes who shoot up a school or a concert. Of course, the right wing says they're stupid, they're crying liberals, despite the fact, as I've already mentioned, that they use this exact same argument themselves when it comes to immigration. Hypocrisy is a fucking bitch, isn't it? Now, I'm a gun owner myself. I think the Second Amendment should stick. However, my home is not being attacked by zombies. So there's really no reason for me or anyone else to own an AR-15. There's a reasonable line somewhere. You wouldn't want me owning an anti-aircraft gun and stationing it in my front yard. So don't give me the stupid line that an AR is the preferred method for someone to defend their home with. That's bullshit. These guns are made to assault. It's in the fucking name. Okay? So in exchange for the wall, we put an all-out ban on AR-15s. If you own one, give it up. Now, yes, I understand that's tricky and... Alcohol, firearms, and tobacco will probably have to go door-to-door, and there'll be some issues. But why would there be, right? The issues, these are the good guys with guns we're going to get them from. So there shouldn't be any issues. They're good guys. They'll give them up happily. Now, you want to go rent an AR-15 and go to the range? That's one thing. But you don't need it in your living room for your doped-up 17-year-old to steal and go kill his classmates because he had his undies pulled over his head or his fucking girlfriend broke up with him. You can write the amount off on your taxes, double the amount, in fact, and all the guns will be donated to local law enforcement to keep streets safer from all these terrible illegal immigrants that we're going to be giving amnesty to. So there you have it. Both sides get a win. Don't worry. We can go on arguing about abortion and health care because now we'll have two less things to worry about. So we have a lot of people who have commented. Uh, mostly, I am interested in your comments, Haas. What are your thoughts to this proposal that I have made? Well, I'm a gun owner and uh you know, I don't I don't necessarily need an AR15. I might want one, but I don't necessarily need one. So <sighs> there's so many other guns out there. 
You know what I mean? If you need a gun, there's, I mean, the Benelli M4 is a beautiful home protection device. You know what I mean? Uh, so there's, there's a lot of options out there for you if you want a home protection. Explain for the listener what that gun. is. A Benelli M4 is a uh, Italian made shotgun. All right. Beautiful gun. Very, 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 very high end in all, in all, in all facets. Okay. So it's good. It's good to take care of the uh... habitually, the habitual line yeah. step. You step over <laughs> the line. You step over the line into somebody's crib with, a, and they got a Benelli M4, and they can get to that thing. You, good luck. You know what I mean. Um, right. But also, you know, a handgun. In 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 and more important than than what gun you have is the training you have. If you haven't trained, yeah, and your mental defi- stability. Well, if you haven't trained to defend your home, you don't know how to do it. How to, I mean, it don't matter what you have. It doesn't matter what you have because you haven't trained to defend your crib. It's more, it's more to defending your house than just pointing and shooting. The Benelli M4 kind of, you know, and that's why I think a lot of people like the AR-15 because you can just kind of point and, and the gun does the rest. But... I'm a big proponent of training because if you're an untrained person with a gun, you shouldn't have a gun. You know, if you're not going to the range, if you're not doing situational training, then you're not you're, you're just having a gun because you want to have a gun. How Instead often do you think of, people should do that? Because I'll I be think, the first to admit I, I go to the range once a year. Yeah, see, I would I would I would like and I and I, I admit I haven't been to the range as much as I want. I haven't hung out with my club as much as I want to do the training that I want to do. Uh, that is one of the things on my vision board that I just did today. I put on there, shoot more, train more, um, because, you know, in, given this climate, it is really important for people in uh, at-risk communities, you know, people of color, because of the, the, the emboldened attitudes of some people out here. It's important for you all to be ready to protect yourself. I'd rather have a gun and be trained to use it and not need it than need it or need the training and not have it. So that's that's a big thing for me. I, I just don't think that, uh, I think a lot of people want a gun because they think it's cool. And they want a gun, and a lot of people now want a gun because they feel like people are coming for their guns. The NRA loves this. They love mm-hmm. the gun debate because it, it, it boosts, you know, gun manufacturers, uh, their sales. Because people out of fear, fear of getting their gun taken for some reason, are going out and buying all these guns and like take it pride from my cold dead hands, you know, and then switching over to the wall. Look at the statistics instead of listening to the stereotypes, people. You know, most Ill- illegal immigrants come by plane or port or, as we found out, solar powered, air conditioned, railed, food refrigerators, tunnels, not by the wall. Most of the drugs are coming through the legal ports of entry. Right. Well, you know? I, I would I would argue that 98% of them are. Yes. So we're talking, you know, people are talking about a wall. And they're talking about this is going to help and this is going to. Not really. Not really. And as I said. Not with in the, the drugs com- for sure. Not, not with the drugs for sure. And what I said in the comments was, you know. If you want to cut down illegal immigration, you know, on on that uh, the pedestrian route, basically, 
you need to have because a lot of these people are asylum seekers, right? So we've got, you know, not enough judges, not enough lawyers, not enough uh, caseworkers, not enough interpreters. Use the money that you might use for a wall for that to help make the yeah, process more Yeah, but we don't need interpreters, Haas. They should be here speaking English. Yeah, they should come from Honduras speaking English. You know, that's stupid. <laughs> but, you know, that's how that's how that's how some people think with certain mentalities against other people. Let, let's know? let's read. Let's read a couple of these um, messages. My aunt, Sally, I love you. Um, we have to have a conversation one day. She says 40,000 drug arrests in 2018 in the prime city of Chicago. You got to wonder where it all came from. Samasha Paul, who has been on the show a few times. Says, brother, seriously, the AR-15 is a weak rifle. It's called a varmint rifle for a reason. The AR stands for Amorite, the name of the original manufacturer. Uh, the rounds are tiny compared to a hunting rifle round commonly used for deer or other game. The name has nothing to do with assault rifle. See, he's twisting words here because Very, it is an assault his, rifle. He is the uh, master of that. All guns are assault. That's the point of a gun, a sword, any weapon, really. Uh, Carla, who we mentioned earlier, I don't honestly care if it's a wall, a fence, a moat, a field of yaks or whatever. We need better border control, and I should not have to give up my gun rights for protection that I already should have. And then Omar Perez, of course. Omar is just a fucking idiot. I'm sorry. He's a blithering. He is a blithering idiot. I like Omar so long. Yeah, I I like Omar. I've known him for many years. This is a guy that we know. Sorry. Sorry, listener. Uh, we're talking about someone who is, likes our Facebook page that we know, and he's a fucking moron. So it, he time. has no he has no fucking argument that makes yeah. any sense except Zero. for this is what I think. So you know, oh, and can I say doesn't one mean thing. I hate you as a can person, I, but I your opinions are thing, idiotic. Uh, so well, I want you to address for a long time in many as- in many aspects though. Anyway, we're, we're go not ahead, here go to ahead, go ahead. we're not here go to ahead. crucify uh, Omar. Uh, just back up your arguments, and we won't fucking right. Well, for most of these, you know, and this is the thing, a lot of times we're in these are we're in these debates, right? And I'm posting links to supporting arguments to my arguments, you know, that support what I'm saying. Here, here's here's what I think, and here's here are things that I've researched and read that support what I think, and then we get the feelings of other people, and they never ever post any supporting arguments to. Anything, anything to support what they're what they're thinking, which is basically saying, "This is my feeling, and my feelings matter more." Oh, this than is your what facts. I want, right? And Omar, right. come on, Omar, dude. Like I said, he's he's talking this stuff, and I'm like, dude, if if some tiki torch bearing maga hat wearers saw you on the street, you'd be the first person they'd be after, you know. Right. They'd be after you and you're sitting here talking like like you're not in the freaking target zone. But that's all right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dutch. I'm sorry. Well, I I'm happy listening because this is I have a great example. If you guys want to check this out on Twitter, you can you can do so. There's a, a follower that uh posted something. Um there was a video online from a guy named David Basulto, the Hispanic conservative, talking about how we need a wall. Okay, so of course everyone jumps on it, saying, "Oh, he's Mexican; he wants a wall." Just like, "Oh, Candace Owens is black and she likes Trump, so 
you know, yeah. liberals must so be what? stupid. Okay, so a Hispanic guy likes Trump. Good, that's good for him. I'm not against being a conservative. What I am against is being an idiot. So here's the problem. The, the, the same post is, is basically saying, here, let's trade guns for the wall. It's just a proposal. It's an idea to see what type of reactions it would get, right? It's not a real idea. Right. I think it would work. Right. I think it would be a way to get what both sides want. And you could argue we'd be really fucking safe if both sides were right. Now, I don't know if they are right, but you could fucking argue. If nobody had AR-15s and we have a wall, both sides are fucking safe. Or they're at peace or whatever the fuck it is. But we had one guy, uh, Robert Aguilar, at R-A-G-U-I-L-A-R-001, who says, no one agrees with your viewpoint. Stop making generalizations unless you have data to back it up. It serves no purpose except to be divisive. So... Uh, let's see here. How many replies were there to this? Let's take a look here, Haas. I know the listener can't see this. One video, uh, migrants are an invasion. Inva- another picture of migrants saying invasion. Another picture of migrants saying invasion. Another picture of illegals, uh, along with the picture of Molly Tibbetts, uh, saying illegals in crime. Illegal immigrant rape crimes. Uh, a video of a woman cursing out a Mexican guy who was working on Uh, the home next door, uh, a landscaper, and calling him uh, a piece of shit. Another video of a lady on the train yelling at someone, saying to get the fuck out of the country. A video of a lady at Walmart screaming at someone. Uh, An internet post of a a Mexican guy that says rapist, and another picture of a Mexican guy that says murderer. It's like the Uh, same picture, too. It it is the same picture, but they, they posted rapist, murderer, and they also put kidnapper on this. Right. Uh, It was it was basically a slideshow. Um, this piece of shit who killed the cop, uh, I forget his name, but he, you know, then they used him as a stereotype. They're using him as, to say that Latinos are predispositioned to violence, right? You know, there it's, it's not. And, and of course, here's the thing about why I'm saying this. Okay. So here is Robert Aguilar's reply to these 13 different pieces of evidence point put in front of him. LOL, sure, buddy. I guess all those memes and articles by CNN show how most conservative people think. That's the data I need. So basically, you waste your fucking time. Yeah. In Texas in 2015, the rate of convictions per 100,000 legal immigrants was 16% lower than native-born Americans. Right. So Masha says, well, they're all illegal. It's in the name. You know, I... And that's when I, that's when I was talking about what well, would you rather have somebody steal your pen or burn your house down? You yeah, know, I told him that. I said that being an illegal alien is like being stealing a pack of baseball cards. That's how serious the crime is. So let's have some perspective. Right. Right. So, but here's what I, I, I want you to address the, the topic, though, um, sure. specifically. And, and then we'll close out. I, would you, do you think it's reasonable for the Democrats to pick guns or abortion or something and say, look, Trump, we'll give you the wall, but you're giving us this, this democratic initiative that we've been fighting about for years. Healthcare. You pick one. I picked guns because I thought the here's the reason. Again, I said the argument is the same. Oh, the 1% blaming the aggregate for the 1% is the way that the left does this too. Okay. You're not exonerated here. Democrats. Right. Is there, is this an approach that the Democrats could take? Why or why not? They could, but there have to be some things that are like non-negotiable. I don't want to see 
abortion being the, the the thing we give in on, you know, because that's a woman's right to choose. Well, they'd you be, know? it would be and something it's either have the, the, baby the right or not. would be giving. Yeah, but it would be something the right would be giving in on. They'd have to give, the right would have to give in on abortion or health care or gun control or something like that in exchange for the left giving in on the wall. You know what I mean? Well, they, they won't, they won't give in on abortion. There's so many different choices that we have as far as guns to own. I would think that, hey, guess what? You know, giving in on the AR-15 or something like that. Maybe even make it where, okay, you have to have a special type of uh, permit or something to own certain types of guns. Above and beyond the, you know, because guess what? I need a CDL if I want to drive a semi-truck, right? Yeah. I can't just jump in a semi-truck and drive it. I have to have extra training. I have to have a special driver's license above and beyond my regular driver's license with the M on it that shows that I can ride a motorcycle. But that interferes with my constitutional right to protect my family. But you have so many options to protect your family. Or, you know what? Do that, but give in on the expanded background check or something like that or say hey guess mental what mental health if you've got a if you've got a mental health problem you should not have a gun especially if that health issue that has been diagnosed says this motherfucker's predisposed he's at a higher risk of committing violent crimes and things like that you know the, if you're, yeah, if and you're I a will domestic say abuser if you're a domestic abuser and yeah. also we need to we need to fix that as well on the domestic abuse tip because it's so hard to even get labeled as a domestic abuser. You know what I mean? Legally oh, yeah. within the court system. You know what I'm saying? Especially so, if you're a Republican. Right. You know, so you almost have to kill somebody before they say, oh, this is a domestic abuser. You know, I know this personally from listening to people's stories when I run in self-defense uh, classes in uh, DeKalb. You know, so mm-hmm. give in on something. Do something. You know, right. but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think they'll ever give in on abortion. They, they, they don't. But the thing is here is that the Republicans don't give. They don't give in. They just keep going. They keep repeating the lie, right? They keep repeating the lie until people believe it's the truth, and they don't, they don't, they don't want to compromise on certain things at all on, on many things at all. You saw that so, on Kavanaugh. I mean, right? They could have put any another, other conservative. Pick another, conservative just not this scumbag you know pick a different scumbag that we don't really know is a freaking overt scumbag right you know well it, it speaks terribly for this country if you can't negotiate i mean it that's the idea of politics is give and take and i think that the, the left is smart that they will try to do something so uh closing thought for us today Haas, as we close out let me say this I'm not watching football, but uh, well, pro football anyway. But uh, I know I hear who wins and hear who loo- You guys who got loses. the Clemson pick right, so you're one and yes. you're both yes. both you and yes. the Jock are one and zero. Oh. That's right. But um, you know, I heard the Patriots put the doggone smackdown on uh, the Chargers today. Yeah, and, and the uh, Nick Foles magic is over. Nick's, I heard Nick Foles magic is over, and I heard. As a little bit of an icing on the cake to that, Alshon Jeffrey, who was talking so much trash, yeah, he was before targeted. the Bears game, he uh he dropped a pass that he and he usually does not drop passes. Yeah. Um, he dropped a pass right in his hands that got intercepted 
to <laughs> basically end the game. No so that was like, bleed my own blood. Right. So <laughs> that just goes to show that, you know, don't don't be don't be chirping too too loud until the whole the whole goal is done. But um mm-hmm. you know, I want to close out on a sports thing and just say, you know, I may not be watching, but the Patriots sent a message today. So everybody yep. else needs to watch out. I hate the Patriots. I hate them. But I game recognize game recognize game, granddad. And the Patriots, they're doing some they're doing some stuff. You know, you give you give you can't hate on Belichick. You know, no. you can't you can hate, hate on him. Belichick. You can hate him, but you can't hate on him. And you, you know, all Tom Brady has to do is throw the right pass at the right time. You know what I mean? And he's king of the checkdown, as evidenced by. I heard James White. James White is like leading the league for running backs and receptions. So, you know, you just you 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 better watch out for them because they're going to do it again and be smug about it. You bet your bananas. All righty. Uh, so as we close out, a couple quick announcements. Number one, I just want to pitch a podcast that uh, okay. I started listening to. It really is tremendous stuff. It's called The Rise of King Asalius. Um, J.V. Torres is an author, and he produces this particular podcast. Uh, I would highly recommend that folks check it out. It really, really is uh, astounding. This the The sound quality to it is mostly really really good the story is intriguing it's basically like a it's a fictional story uh and there's a lot of political messages built into it some of which are christian some of which are deep state um there is some theology built into it It, it's really really interesting stuff i highly recommend uh checking out the rise of king asalius it's told with voice actors and it's basically about a guy who uh, becomes the first king of the United States uh, after democracy falls. I, I just can't say, say enough. It's spelled A-S-I-L-A-S, uh, King Asalius. So check that out on iTunes or Stitcher or other podcast platforms and check this show out. It is very, 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 very well done. Uh, good stuff. And a new friend of Voice from the Underground, uh, J.B. Torres. We appreciate all of he, what he's been doing to help promote our show as well, I'm not just saying it's good because because he's helping us. We're, it really, really is astounding stuff. I, I checked it out, and then I reached out to him. So uh, check that out. Also, a uh, quick announcement. We are now members of the Danger Entertainment Podcast Network, uh, who is uh, the host of, actually, Jack and Nerd, our friends, are on that podcast, I found out, as well as History of Bad Ideas and a bunch of other podcasts that we kind of already knew some of those. So thank you to Danger Entertainment for bringing us on board. We will start doing some different ads and stuff for the podcast on Danger Entertainment probably starting next week. Definitely tune in to next week's show as we go over Black Panther. That show is going to record a little earlier. We're going to record it Friday. It's going to be a really, really long show, uh, but it's going to be a lot of fun. TJ will be back. Um, We're all going to watch Black Panther this week and dive into some of the sociological concepts of that movie and the culture of that movie and and look at some of the social um, stigmas that are talked about in that film. It's going to be a lot of fun. This is going to be the first of a few of these that we're going to do. Uh, we're going to do Zootopia. We're going to do Crash. Love that movie. Love yeah, that movie. Both those movies are going to be a lot of fun. There's just social social stigmas embedded in all these movies. It's going to be a really fun series. We're going to do like one a quarter. Uh, lots and lots of fun. And I believe we're going to be able to get Del Heller on for all of these. So, 
the Ginger Geek. Uh, he also has a new podcast, I believe, being released uh, in the next year or two. So check out the Ginger Geek podcast. Matt Delhauer really is tremendous. But thank you to Denner Ginger Entertainment for bringing us into your fold. We appreciate you giving us that platform. Uh, and with that, we will close out our show. We'll see you next week with TJ being back. That's it for Voice from the Underground. As TJ would stay, say, stay classy, San Diego. How do you know this? That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Thank you for listening to Voice from the Underground. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at VFU Podcast. See you next time. Underground.